Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndra Kiera, and you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow podcast in the midst of a water crisis that didn't occur. Oh my gosh. So if you guys aren't from Philly, I'm just going to tell you about my weekend and how this city is just a freaking mess. So this weekend, I was hanging out with one of my friends, but it was raining. It was so nasty on Saturday, right? Super nasty, super just rain all day. And I neither one of us wanted to go out. So I'm like talking to my sister and I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to run my errands today because it's raining out. We can do it tomorrow. And I'm looking at the case of water in my kitchen and I see like three, four bottles of water. And I'm like, oh yeah, let me write that down. I need to get some more waters, right? Even though, and I don't usually like, keep a lot of like packed water in my house because I have a water filter and I live alone. So like I use my water filter um, and I drink from like a big water bottle throughout most of the day. I only drink like water bottles if I'm like running out the house. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'll pick up some more water. Sunday comes, I'm getting dressed to go running errands with my sister. We get this emergency freaking alert that says... The city of Philadelphia water supply has been contaminated. We have until 2 p.m. to use the faucet water. Um, You can't cook with it. You can't drink it. You can't. um, And a filter, water filters don't work because it's a chemical spill into the um, and the water into the Delaware River where our water plant water plants get water from essentially so you can't use a water filter keep that in mind because it's chemical it's not dirty water it's chemical that may be in the water and contaminated it so i'm like uh well that's a mess (laughs) like well water like i didn't panic i'm just like that's freaking crazy but in my head i'm like well i'm already going to the market like that i'll just get waters while i'm there so something tells me like, damn, if this came out of nowhere, maybe we should just go to like, instead of going to like the regular market, let's go ahead to Sam's Club to get some waters because one, it'll be of a bigger quantity. And two, it's a surplus store. Like a surplus store doesn't run out. So if you don't know what, I don't know if everybody has Sam's Club, but it's like a BJ's or a Costco's, that type of stuff. So we go all the way up to freaking um sam's club which is not like around the fucking corner it's a nice little cute little drive so go all the way up there and it's total freaking mayhem we're looking for parking and there are people with like 20 cases of water mind you this is a surplus store everything is in bulk so like a lot of the cases are water are like 40 bottles of water per case for like $3. Like, so it's just like a lot of water to have. Like looking crazy. They have like cases and cases. It looks like fucking apocalypse. And I'm like, me and my sister are always out in the midst of some crazy shit happening in this fucking world. These people are like 
case we looking for a card can't find a card me and my sister split up to find a card so we wind up meeting back up and i'm like oh you got a card and this girl was like oh my god i can't believe there's no card so i give the girl my card right she's like thank you whatever so we get we go in there and it's a freaking line damn near out the door to get waters so I tell my sister, all right, you stand in line. I'm going to see what's, what's going on. If I can find like an area where Waters is. Like, I just always think that I can just sneak and find out things. And I can find a loop around not having to wait. Like, I really, in my brain, I always think that there's a way to make me VIP. Like, even in the Sam's Club, I'm going to figure out a way to make me the VIP member of Sam's Club. I'm a feel. I feel like I know that it got to be water somewhere that I can just walk up and grab it, right? Child, not today. It's a whole nother line back on the back end where I'm sitting here about to walk. So I walk past all them people. Mind you, I don't have a cart. So somebody in front of me opened up this thing of water. So I grab a case and I carried it towards my sister. And I'm like, boom. All right. If nothing else, we got one case of water. So. This so I'm telling her like what the setup is. This lady comes with like um a trailer. They have like carts and then they have like these trailer things that you can I hate when people use those because it just seems so disgustingly like greedy. But it's like like it's like when you move boxes and stuff and supplies, like if you are moving into a house, it's like one of those tractor type things. I like a mover thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all don't, it's just like, it's really obnoxious. It's not even a cart. It's like really obnoxious that people use in warehouses to move things around. This little, for you know, the thing about Philadelphia has taught me, I can always spot a former smoker like crackhead. Like I can always spot a former crackhead. They can be 20 years removed from doing crack and I know you do crack. Like, I know, like, I'm like Judge Mathis. I know that you did crack. Even if you did it one time, I know you did it. So this lady, I know she was a former crackhead. I know it. I know it. Not judging, but it just is one of the skills you, you pick up on when you live when you live here. You can, you can spot a smoker, former smoker, whatever. 20 years removed, I still, it's still on you. I can smell it. I can see it. She walks up with like 10 cases she going to look at uh, us in line and going to say, y'all might as well just leave because ain't enough waters. It ain't no waters. So I'm like, well, let me get one of those waters. So she keep walking. And I look up. I'm like, it's literally water on the top of the uh, shelves. Like, it's, it's hella water. Like I said, Sam's Club is a surplus store. Nothing there should ever run out for real, especially things like water, you know, milk, egg, like shit like that. They never run out of like the essentials. They don't run out of anything that's bulk and bulk. It it shouldn't run out of, right? Child, they start telling everybody you got to get five cases per order or whatever. So me and my sister are like, okay, cool. Like five cases, whatever. Finally get some water. We in a line for like 20 minutes get these waters um so the generic brand of waters is right in front of us mind you we were told at 2 p.m we couldn't touch or cook with the water so 
and we did, and at that time they didn't know how long it was going to last. So mind you, it's just, it's supposed to be an emergency, right? Ahead of us, like four hours ahead of us, they opened up this big thing full of Deer Park. Right next to us, right in front of us, is a pack of is like this big pack of um. They open up this big box of cases of water that are like the Sam's Club generic brand. So me and my sister grabbed those. This lady saw some. Ah, uh-uh, I want the deer part. So this other old lady was like, "Oh, well, at this point, water is water. I'm just getting what I've got right here. Like water is water. Like, and I don't agree that all water is not designed the same. But in the event that you gonna wait ten people ahead of you." to get fucking water because you want their part, grow up. Like, is it an emergency or is it an emergency? So me and my sister are like, damn, we we thought we could still shop in Sam's Club. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to get this. There's a lot of things like I like to buy when I go to Sam's Club, but they have these crab cakes. And I'm like, well, I really like these crab cakes, so I'm going to get my crab cakes. And I'm like looking around like, damn, it was so crowded. It was a line to leave the store. I paid for everything on the app and it was still a line to leave out the store to my fucking right. And I should post the post. Y'all tell me if I should post the video of this lady. It was a lady and her daughter that was next to us that had at least 20 cases of water in each cart. Mind you, big boxes full of um gallant water. Mind you, each pack of water, no matter what kind, has at least 40 packs because it's a surplus store. Literally could ship that shit to a third world country. Literally can ship that shit to Flint. Like, I'm like looking like this. Mind you, there's hella people like that, and they asked for five. Case limit so everybody that was there can get water. Like, you know, they didn't want to run out. Would that show how people were acting in that store alone? Because I didn't know what was going on everywhere else. Is that there's no, like, space for humanity. Like, there's no, there's no such thing of it. Like, Americans are, like, naturally fucking greedy. And it's like a very kill or beat that every time the pandemic showed me that and this showed me that like it's very kill or be killed here. Like there's no honor amongst, you know, neighbors. There's no honor amongst family. Like I saw hella old people out picking up cases of water. Like for real, for real, why would you have your grandma go out and buy water? If your grandma went and buy water, you should really feel like shit because there's no way you can't go get your grandma water. There's no way you can't go get your grandma some water. Like for it to be grandpops all decrepit, lifting up five cases of water to put in their trunk and take home because they think like, you know, older people, they are equipped for doomsday. You know, we're not so equipped for that. They hear, oh, it's something going on. They they prepared. They probably got canned vegetables in the crib, all types of shit, right? They're going to go get their waters. You, as a person, as a grandchild, as a niece, as a nephew, kid, whatever, why you didn't make sure grandma and grandpa was okay? Why were they out? Then I'm talking to one of my friends, and they're like, oh, yeah, it was a fight at this store. They started fighting over water, so they had to shut it down. I'm like... 
fighting? Like, why are y'all fighting? <laughs> like, over water? Like, y'all are literally fighting over water. Mind you, I'm just like, we don't really know what's going on. So long story short, by Tuesday evening, they're like, we tested the water. There's nothing in the water. The water is free to drink. You know, it didn't affect the water supply or it didn't go to the plants. Like we tested it for the last two days. So there is people out there with at least 20 packs of water for no reason because they thought that they were going to be the king of fucking water in Philadelphia. Not only that, I saw that people were trying to sell cases of water on Amazon for like $35. Packs of water, $3 packs of water for $35. And if you are one of those people, you really have to look within yourself because that's just disgusting. And every single time, Y'all grow and show y'all asses. And it's just like during the pandemic when y'all were freaking out over toilet paper. I don't know why y'all would act like that over toilet paper, but y'all showed y'all asses over toilet paper and water in the last three years. And it's crazy because this is the same time when the pandemic really shut down. This is around the time I had to stop working. Like, I was triggered. Like, what the hell is about to go on? Because people were acting crazy. And I'm going to be honest, I can't operate in panic mode. I'm more like, all right, I'm going to get what I need and I'm going to go. Like, I got two cases of water for me, which is more than what I use. I usually get one pick because I don't drink bottled water a lot. I drink a lot of from the pitcher. So I'm like, all right. And somebody like, y'all are so dumb. Y'all are so stupid. Um, this is It's three different people that piss me off. One person is the person that bought a whole bunch of water for no fucking reason. Two, it's the people that think like they're the bad bitch of waters and that they're, they won the Olympics of being better than you because they're like, why don't y'all have water in the house? Uh, Why don't you have enough water? Bitch, even if I had a full pack in there, I'm going to feel like... Once they tell me that I have to cook with bottled water, that I'm gonna need, I'm gonna go get some more. Cause how long was that about to be? Two, not everybody has like the gallon of water filters that you know the five gallon water filters. Not everybody has that. Three bitches like me are like I do my grocery shopping on fucking Sundays, ho. Like why why wouldn't I be out and getting water while I'm out? Like, why do y'all think that y'all are so superior all the time where it's like, uh, I just want to know, why don't y'all already have waters in your house? Two, some people try to have like a sustainability thing where you use a water filter instead of constantly using water bottles and they put the water filter on their sink so that the water can be filtered out so that they can have fresh purified water also, many people have refrigerators that are filtered out fresh water through the faucet, through their water system. So in the event where a filter wouldn't help because it's a chemical, um, it's contaminated by chemicals that cannot be filtered through an everyday water filter, then they will have to go buy some. 
bitch. Like, why do you think that you're like, I really can't stand it. And to be honest, the people that I saw talking crazy like that on social media, it gets very much that your piss is orange. Like it gets very much bum piss. So like, I don't really understand the idea of trying to feel like you're the superior hot pox because you happen to have cases of water already in your house. Okay. Okay. Y'all just try to be cute on social media. And three is the people that try to be hotups and they think everybody is stupid. There's a couple of people where like, y'all are so stupid. The water, the water goes through several filters before it hits your sink. So if that's the case, tell me why do we buy water filters? Why don't we drink water straight out? Why is it led in most of the schools through water? Why were we told not to drink water from the sink, pour it out or boil it? Why? Because it's dirty. It's filtered. There might be, these are old pipes. It might be lead in the water. Why do y'all think everybody's so dumb? Like, why do you think that you the smart one? Like, there's something in the water. It is making y'all goofy. It's been something in the water since the 90s. Because it's like, it makes y'all real goofy. And sometimes it gives y'all like a superiority complex that I can't really get with. Those are the three people that piss me off. Like, it be given like, y'all just really think that y'all hot shit. <laughs> and greed. Y'all think, it just all has like narcissistic traits. Greed. Superiority. You know, think you're smarter smarter than everybody. You think you're so fucking clever. Like, y'all three people is the type that... And mind you, it was all people I did not like that act like that. Pissed me off. And to the lady that was in Sam's Club that had two carts full of water, Sam's Club carts are huge. I sure hope that you shipped some of that shit off to a third world country, sent that shit off to churches in Flint, Sent that shit off to your neighbors or some homeless uh, shelters here and make sure that people have water for the summer because ain't no way you're going to drink all that water. You have enough water for three, for a cookout every weekend down at the uh, Belmont. At this point, you might as well get your kids to get a, a water cooler and be water boys down on uh, the parkway because that that that's ridiculous. But yeah, that was my weekend in a nutshell, escaping up the water apocalypse and observing you guys. Speaking of observing, I told you I didn't do much this weekend because it was raining and it just wasn't given. Friday, I went to see Scream 6 with my sister and my cousin. And let me just tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Screen six owed me nothing. It was absolutely amazing. I would see it again. It took the horror slasher films up a up a notch for me. It was up a notch. Whoever does the writing over there needs to help them out over at the Halloween series. But Scream Six gave what the hell it was supposed to. Although I did guess a killer at it in spoiler is multiple killers, which most screams are multiple colors but i did guess one i did guess one and that's all i gotta say but other than that and i'm usually a person that always know who the killer is as a scorpio i always know who the killer is i was proud of myself that i would guess one but yeah 
let's just say it was some twists and turns that I couldn't even call out. And to be honest, it's still one character that wasn't revealed as a killer. But in my head, they're the killer. They're, they're, they were a part of the scheme that Todd set up to come to them sisters with the PS. So I feel like I know who the who Scream 7's killer is going to be. I do. If you've seen the movie, um, Instagram, follow me on Instagram or t- or uh, Twitter, DeAndre Kiera. On Twitter, I'm, I am DeAndre Kiera. And let me know what you think about the show. And like, let's chit chat about it because I have some theories going on. And I don't mind sharing them. Maybe I'll do it on an Instagram live. Like, let's chat. Let me know what you guys think. Also, I did have a chance to watch Swarm. And as a Beyonce fan stand, been a fan since 97, I just want to say we don't act like that. We just buy her music. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) We pay our rent. Like, just like it pissed me off because people are like, that's how the Beehive. No, the Beehive are very successful older adults that we let Beyonce know when she got us fucked up. (laughs) Like, I have been airing Beyonce out for the last year because she has been doing everything but putting out videos to this damn album. And I just want to learn some choreography. That's all I ask, but whatever. Two, a lot of the stuff that they were doing, that they were saying, like finding addresses and getting people fired and harassing, I could have sworn it's a certain rapper's fan group that does that. So I just feel like, yeah, that's weird. Um, Dominique Fishback, I think her last name is. She deserved her things because Dre scared me. And as if they're talking about Beyonce, I think that me and her would have headed out because I would have been so oblivious to her crazy that I would have tried to prove that I'm the bigger fan than she is and she would have wanted to kill my ass. Like, I would have been like, hmm, do you know Nyjah's nephew's birthday? I don't know Beyonce nephew birthday, but I would have been saying shit like that. Like, what was her original... What was their original group name? Like, I would have been pissing Dre off just by, like, just because I be feeling like people love to act like they're a fan, but is you a fan or is you just a bitch with a fan page? Like, are you, do you really know the music? Like, she would have killed me just for that. Not because I'm not a fan of Nigel, but because I'm a bigger fan than she is. I, I'm just not, you know, trying to be a serial killer like she is. Um, At first, I hated it. Because I hated the ending. Like, all right, there's a t- couple things. I felt like it didn't have to be, like, a seven episode. I feel like it it could have been summed up in, like, three episodes. Like, we got it. I felt like a lot of it was unnecessary. Billie Eilish did her thing. Dominic, Dominique Fishback did her thing. Chloe was cute in the beginning. Um, the seventh episode, this is where I got irritated. Because I said, what the fuck? But then I checked in on, I watched my YouTubers review that I really, really like. It's called the Ooh Ladies First panel. Check them out on YouTube. And one of the panelists, Nisi Dixon, explained that the sixth episode is where reality stopped. And that actually 
was the last episode. Episode seven is the fantasy that um, once she left the girlfriend's apartment, it became fantasy. No, once she went into the concert, it became fantasy. So then I was like, okay, okay, makes sense. Because I was I was confused and I was aggravated. And I said, that's why I don't be watching no Danny Glover shit. Donald Glover, not Danny Glover. Danny Glover was Mr. in the color purple. Donald Glover. Because I don't like them types. I always told y'all, there are certain celebrities that irritate me. Donald Glover is one of those quirky types of dudes in class that always felt like they vibrated and thought better than everybody because they they did while all the other boys like Yu-Gi-Oh, they like some deep-seated underground anime and just thought that they were like superior to to the rest of the nerds. They thought they were the better nerds. So then the fact that the other nerds don't even fucking like them either. And they like to argue and they get mad at you because you had the highest grade in class. And they think they want to like let you know that you're still stupid, even though you have the higher grade than them. Like that's Donald Glover to me. So yeah. Swarm was cute. Give Don Dominique Flash fish back her things. Um, she scared the fuck out of me. I'm telling y'all, all weekend, all I did was watch movies. Um, but a TV show that I highly suggest that I felt like helps can help you with your personal growth is Unprisoned on Hulu. It's starring Kerry Washington and the dad from Crooklyn, Delroy something. But basically, the premise is um, a therapist who, you know, she does social media, talks about therapy on there, very popular. Um, Her dad, she's biracial. Her dad is a black man that is being released from jail after 15 years. She has a 16-year-old, 15 or 16-year-old son. Um, Her dad ends up moving back in with her. She has a lot of childhood traumas. Um, her dad has been in and out of jail her entire life. She doesn't really know him as a person. Um, and throughout the show, you see a small, her, um, inner child does a lot of speaking. Um, and it was a great, and I told you guys before that I'm doing a lot of inner child work and I have been kind of struggling with it because I just didn't know what that would look like for me, you know? Um, but it gives a lot of perspective on how to do inner child work that I think is definitely beneficial. Also, it shows like when people try to be like everybody's therapist, how annoying that shit sounds because I'm like watching it. I'm like, girl, why are you pushing him? Like she tries to push, 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 and she lacks a bit of self-awareness and it shows why therapists need therapists, um, because she's hella fucking annoying and it really just gave a human um, aspect to therapists because we think like our therapists have their shit together and their shit just be as chaotic as us. And that's just very human. And I really appreciate that aspect because even though I'm not a therapist or anything like that, I feel like I talk a lot about therapy. But one thing I try to tell everybody is like, my shit is not together. I told you guys before, I'm just a bitch that likes to be dumb in peace. Like I don't ever convince myself I'm not making dumb bitch decisions when I am. But when I'm not, I praise myself. But when I am, I just stand tall in it until I don't want to be a dumb bitch no more. So I really liked them present. I thought it was a cute show. I would say give it a try if that's something that you're into. 
So I tried to watch Love is Blind season four. Within five fucking minutes, I turned it off. I just turned it off. I don't even want to watch no more of it. Don't send me TikToks about it. Don't think I want to talk about it because I don't. I am done with the Netflix dating shows because the whoever does the casting is a sick person. And I just think for you to cast, for the first person that we see going to the pies within the first five minutes is a former soccer, a black man who's a former overseas soccer player that um talks about his struggles or whatever. He goes and talks to this black woman, this white woman. White woman says, Hi, my name's Micah. He's like, Oh, hi, my name's Kwame. He said, Oh, let me rewind. He starts to talk about his struggles with dating. The first red flag was he says, Oh, it's just hard to date as a black man because when I was in I went to prom I couldn't take my girlfriend to prom because she was white. I said, okay. All right. All right. It's about to be some bullshit. That's two minutes, three minutes in, right? I'm like, red flag number one. It's about to be some bullshit. He goes into the room. It's a white woman on the other side of the pot. He comes in. She says, hi, my name is Micah. You know, whatever. I have no real opinion about her because, like I said, I turned the shit off. He says... Hey, I'm Kwame. How are you? She says, oh, Kwame. I like that. Nice name. He says, oh, wow. I'm I'm really happy to hear that because I actually was going to use the name Alex because I was embarrassed by my name. I turned the fucking show off because y'all know how I feel about being a black person with a non-traditional name and the work that you do have to do to like your name. But I have never try to whitewash who the fuck I am. I'm going to let you know, even since I was a kid, this is how you say my name. Or being, I've had that anxiety of people pronouncing my name wrong and having to speak up. But to sit there and say, I was going to call myself an entirely different fucking name is absolutely insane. And there's nothing hard about pronouncing Kwame. It's two fucking syllables. But to sit there and say that you as a black ass man was about to call yourself Alex, I turned the show off because Net- Love is Blind and Netflix is not about to piss me off. And what I'm really actively working on in this season of my life, not indulging in things that piss me off. So a lot of these shows I cannot watch because they piss me off. And I'm not about to sit here and watch no self-loathing ass black man marry a white woman on national fucking TV. And when we say, and I really am nervous for white women that date black men that are self-loathing because you have to understand that they need help and that they're using you to make themselves feel better in some way, shape, or form. I'm just not watching it. Um, I'm not indulging in it. It's, it's, it's giving very much bullshit, and I'm just over it. I turned it off in five minutes. Love is Blind, get it off the air. The first season was amazing, and it's been downhill from there because y'all are trying to put out TV shows too much. All right, y'all. So remember, in the very beginning, I was telling y'all about this show on TLC. 
in the very beginning of the podcast something about me watching this show on TLC called Seeking Sister Wives. So I just found out that it's a show called Seeking Brother Husbands. And, you know, I'm an equal opportunity of mess over here. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm a tune in. And if y'all want me to let y'all know what I think about this show, which I feel like might be my new favorite show because I like to see women flip the tables and I love to see how people act like it's so absurd. So, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm into that. I'm into that. I love I love flipping the tables. I love shaking the tables. I love it. Flip the switch. So I'm definitely going to watch it. I want If y'all want to watch it, let me know if y'all started watching it and we can talk about it together because I just love it. And the fact that women are able to get away with this type of shit is just so funny to me because you always hear about men. You rarely ever see or hear about women that are able to do this and be successful at it. And I promise you, the women are 10 times way more respectful than any of the men I watched on the previous um, show. I can promise you that. I promise there is so much respect in that relationship. I promise. I bet. I can't wait to indulge because that's the type of stuff I like to see. Flip the tables to all the queens on that show. Shout out to you. Peace up. I love it. So, in our new segment, put a glow on it. This week, we're going to put a little glow on Ashanti. Yes, Ashanti. I just feel like Ashanti is a legend and and in some ways can be iconic to those that may believe that she is. But I feel like she can be even more iconic. I feel like her team misses the mark with her all the time. They don't think. They don't think Brandon. They don't think what's hot. They're not doing focus groups. They're not listening to what people are saying. Ashanti, as far as new music, don't put out another album. If there is a song that you really, really fuck with, I say sing it. But what I really want Ashanti to do, because I just feel like people aren't maybe like wanting to just hear from her right now you know there are girls out here like the scissors the summer walkers um doce like a whole bunch of girls chloe um coco jones your ass needs to be writing for them one thing that was great about ashanti is that she had a pen and she can write her ass off like she needs to go back into writing for other artists like, I feel like she may have had some songs that could be hits, but because she doesn't have a machine behind her anymore, we're not really checking for the music. And, you know, a lot of us were really young when we first started listening to her. Like, my mom and them, they weren't listening to Ashanti. Like, um, older girls, they probably liked Ashanti, but they weren't like, mm, this is my album, because they were, like, into Mary for real. They were into you know, Faith and, you know, Jill Scott. So the world, I feel like as younger girls or as younger millennials, we were into Ashanti. We were listening to her albums. But right now, I don't know if I want to hear an album from her. I don't mind like a couple of songs she has come out with. I've seen her in concert. She does a really great show. Y'all know she pulls in bank when she does show with Ja Rule. That's without 
question. They just did a big show in Dubai where I'm pretty sure they got paid at least a million dollars to be there. At least they, um, so money ain't really an option for her, but I think that what she needs to do to solidify her iconness is for her next wave of success needs to be writing for other artists. Like take it. Not for you to develop your own artist, but I want you on writing credits for SZA, writing credits for Coco Jones. Like, I feel like she could write some real good. I feel like that's what a lot of these artists are missing, are like somebody that can really write a good ass verse. Um, I did like her verse on um, Diddy's Gotta Move On remix, did that. I don't mind her doing spots like that. Like, I loved it. I thought it was dope. But like I said, I don't know if she should keep trying to make albums. Because people are just, like, just with, I'll have the same advice for, for a male counterpart next week. But I just feel like, just throw out a song here, not necessarily make an album. If it hit, it hit. If you want to add that to the show repertoire, you don't have shit else to prove. The other thing I need from Ashanti, she needs to come out with a fucking workout plan. I would sign up for Ashanti's workout plan. Her and her trainer do a full fucking workout plan where you do check-ins. It's a fucking challenge. A person can win this amount of money. You know, you enter a raffle, you do check-ins. Or she could do a fucking series on Peloton where you do a subscription and based off her music, you do workouts with her and her trainer and then she can generate more money. Like Ashanti, your body is fire. You don't look a day over fucking 22 and you're 40 something. Like, yes, like we want to see you pop out for real. We want to see you become a mogul or even become a bigger mogul. Um, we want you to give like that secret, like, yes, I'm 40, 41, whatever. I look 21, bitch. Yes, look at me. Buy my workout plan. Peloton, link up with Ashanti. Like, link up with Ashanti. Please do a workout plan with her. Do a class where y'all do, where she helps you know, curated. And it's like a big thing for a certain amount of time. And you want to do it because it burns hella calories. And you too do this workout plan and you can look like motherfucking Ashanti. That's number two. Number three, what I went for Ashanti, it goes hand in hand with the body, yaddy, 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 is she needs to do more things surrounding vacation. She needs to have a tub. We always see her on vacation. Nobody is on more islands than Ashanti. Even when she performs, she makes that a trip. And I love that for her. Like, I absolutely love that she'll go to, like, Dubai or something. And it becomes an entire vacation right after her performance. Or she'll do a performance in Jamaica and it could be for two, three days of a festival. And then for two weeks, she's just vacationing, showing off their body, looking good, giving skin, giving young, young, uh, young, young girl in her prime. Like, I love to see that with her. I feel like she needs to have a television show where she, tra she travels the world. She, um, like where these, um, new resorts are asking for her to come to their resort to review and to experience all of the things that they have and she can share it with her fans and it can make us want to go and go visit their resort set up um 
you know, like a payment plan to even enjoy these, show the luxuries of a lot of resorts. Like, I just think that she should do something around travel. It doesn't have to be necessarily with the travel channel. She could, you know, do her own production and like really talk with these uh, resorts and these travel destinations and really set it up so that she's doing promotion for them. But then people like us, her fans, they are always seeing her on vacation. Like, well, damn, where did you just go? Like, that's a beautiful resort. I would love to spend my birthday there. Like, there's money to be made with Ashanti. Like, let's get you on a travel channel. Do your own shit. Pitch it. Really connect with these people. Even, I don't know, become a small partner in a resort um, franchise and really um, be the face of it. Be the spokesperson of a resort. And you get a percentage of their business as an owner because... I just think that that would really be like blow up for her. Like back in the day, um, I was telling a friend like artists would do like these weekends on like a resort and you would buy, you would do like, um, it would be packages for like back in the day, like hip hop artists would be, let's say like at a resort in Jamaica for a week. So it's parties nonstop in Jamaica and you're able to like, not necessarily party with the celebrities, but you're there in the midst of it. Like what if it's something like that? I just think that there's a lot, like there's a lot of money to be made with Ashanti. Like she looks good. She can write her ass off and a bitch stay on vacation. Those three things she can be bringing in fucking millions, millions. I feel like if she does this shit that we're going to, we went, we, it's going to be a shanty year. If she listens to what the fuck I got to say, like, I just think that she's so beautiful and I think she's a good person and dope, but I just think that, that sometimes we got to think outside the box. Or think within the box, but get outside the box. Like, yeah, you're doing a performing, love that. Perform and do a vacation and look good, but make some money from it. Let us know what's the hot resorts. Where are the new travel destinations? People don't want to, may not, show us what Say Charles is looking like. Show us where that island off Dubai that you went to, what does that look like? Like, you know, give us that. Show us these resorts. You know, let's, let's plan a trip. You know, people are getting more and more into travel. And I just think that she should be at the forefront of these things. So that's my advice for Ashanti. Send this to her if you are seeing. Um, so for our glow up topics. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about them, the aunties in Atlanta. And they've been acting a muck. And I don't want to get in detail, but it did inspire a conversation I have wanted to have. And it's honestly the consequences of being messy. And we know the basics like, oh, people don't want to be your friend. And, you know, you get labeled as dramatic and nobody wants to be around there. You mess up deals or, you know, you just have a bad energy about yourself. But one of the other things I realized is when you keep drama around, people are seeking peace these days. People are ending familiar relationships, relationships, friendships, work relationships, just to get their peace. So if you're a constantly toxic person, constantly dramatic, or have just like a very mean disposition, you're going to start to see that people are choosing their peace than to be around you. 
And at this, like, when you, and then when you won't stop. Like, I can see that you're growing, but it's just something about you that won't stop. Because drama just, you just, you put out so much drama in the world, you haven't caught all your boomerangs back. So while you're trying to move forward, shit keep hitting you back to back. Also, one of the consequences is people won't believe you. Your side of the story won't really have much weight because you have constantly showed up in the world as an asshole. And people automatically associate drama. So if you're someone that like for years start shit with people, start arguments, be shady, unprovoked, or play victim after people check you about it, they're going, people are going to assume when someone says stuff about you, they're going to assume those things. And let's just say, and let's just say that they're lying on you, but you gave them the ground to move. You know what I mean? Nobody can really say, oh, DeAndre started all this shit with me. She's messy. She just cussed me out. She was being shady towards me. Why? Because I don't act that way. They can't just take that shit and run with it. They just can't put shit out there and run with it about me. Did DeAndre ignore the fuck out of me? Hell yeah, because DeAndre loved her some peace. DeAndre cussed me the fuck out. The first question they're going to be like, okay, but why? Because she just reacts. And it takes a lot for her to react. But if you talk about uh, Jessica up the street, and Jessica likes to fight, and she likes to start shit, and she likes to have shit going on, and she be outside rumbling at her big-ass age or on social media arguing all the time and always have drama... People going to not want to hang out with her. People are going to automatically assume the worst about her. And one of the things I learned is not to give anybody the room to tell a lie on me. I don't want to ever give nobody space to tell a believable lie about me. Because one thing I learned is the truth is boring, but a lie is entertaining. And that the more you give people ground to run to keep a lie on you, the more, you know the more these things are going to grow legs and run. Like I had a friend that was hanging out with somebody that stayed in drama all the time. Stayed in drama all the time, was very lowbrow, very classless, kept things going around, um, did very, I don't want to say promiscuous, but very like low-hanging low fruit type of shit. Like, not even just promiscuity, but it's kind of like doing shit that's just like, girl, why is you on back page? You know? Shit like that. Like, into that type of shit, right? Like, if you're going to do it, do it with a little bit of class. But where people basically knew her friend's business, right? And when they had a falling out, the girl was just lying on my friend, lying on my friend, lying on my saying all this salacious shit. And one of the things, and she was like, I don't even know if people believe in this bullshit. And I was just like, I mean, I don't think so. But by you associating with a bitch like her and you seeing this is how she does people, you gave space for a bitch like her to run with a lie because she's always in your space. And people, when you start to hang out with people that are always in bullshit, other people start to assume that you want bullshit too. And even though you chill as fuck, 
people don't really get to see that because in their heads, the way people think birds of a feather flock together. So if I, I, at this point in my life, I can only surround myself with peace. To be honest, nobody around me is constantly in drama because I they won't be in my life because I just can't have that around me because I feel like your bad karma, your bad seeds, the energy you putting out is going to bounce onto me. And I don't want no bullshit in my life. I don't want nothing messing up the plans that God got for me. Like, I do not want your karma. I don't want your bullshit. I don't want that negative ass energy. Like, there are just certain things that comes with being a messy ass person. And I'm not going to say nothing, but look at the media, right? In the last few years, look at media. And look at some of the messiest people you have seen done shit over the last, let's say, 10 years. And let's see how great life has been for them. It has not. It has not. Like, just think of one person you have seen be messy and messy. Like that guy that was, like, problematic on, like, social media. He was just saying type of, all types of, like, um what can I say? Like, slut-shaming things and doing all of these things and was trying to argue with like a sustainability advocate, which is like a teenage girl and was just nasty to her. And less than 12 hours later, he was arrested for attempting a sex traffic in a foreign country, allegedly. Like, remember, you, you get what I'm saying? When you indulge in bullshit, that shit come back to you like tenfold. Like, really pay attention to the things that you put out in this world. Like, Tamar and Candy, for example. Tamar claims that Candy is lying about threatening her. You know, she feels like she was threatened and she wants an apology for Candy. And this time, she knows that in the past she has been very dramatic and have done a lot of lies and whatever allegedly she said, like, that was who and was messy in the past but that's not who she is today and that has changed and candy is using her past to use her as a scapegoat today let's say that's all well and true you gave her the room and the floor to do so and you're continuing to show your ass and your big ass grown age and the thing is you not presenting different you're presenting the same person we've been seeing and at this point, you have reverted. If you change so much, you easily reverted back to the person that you were. So if they're gaslighting you, a part of moving past that messy shit is understanding that you gave them the fucking trigger to shoot you with. You gave it to them. You gave them the shot. You gave them the gun. Like she doesn't, like they can get away with this. We're going. We're not going to believe that you weren't messy because you're being messy right now. You can't lie and say, I I was mean in the past, but I'm not that girl anymore. I still see you as a mean girl. If you were a mean girl your whole life and you want to change, just like y'all bitches that want us to buy from your businesses, but y'all are rude as fuck and y'all act stank on social media. But then when you have a business, you think people want to purchase your shit. I'm not buying shit from no rude-ass bitch. <laughs> like, y'all act stank and act funny and 
think you think just do weird shit, have weird ass energy when you're around people. You know, you're not friendly. You don't engage well when you're in the presence of others. Like you have a very messy, rude ass personality. However, you think because you come out with a boutique that motherfuckers want to buy you, you want to do waxes. You think I'm going to let you see my kudala? And then you want to talk about how the people around you don't want to support you because your ass is mean. You have a mean girl fucking energy. And that idea that you get more um, bees with honey than with vinegar is true. You give, you get in return what you put out in the world. I'm forever grateful for the people that support this show and support me and listen to me because I put that out in the energy and I might not receive that from the same people that I have supported, but I receive it back tenfold, right? Like from strangers and which leads me to tell you guys that this Saturday is the second anniversary anniversary of Just Let It Glow podcast and that's why I say I feel like I put out good energy in so many different facets and it gets returned to me these since I started um the podcast it has built so much um I feel like I've grown so much through the podcast I feel like when I originally wanted to do it um I was going to do it by myself, but I was nervous. I was I was like, oh, don't nobody want to hear back from me. Like, what am I going to talk about? And I thought, oh, you know, my friend Natasha, she's, me and her have the best conversations. I think it would be great. And it was, and, you know, comes full circle. You know, I'm doing, I have to go back to my original thought, which was to do it by myself. And I am. And even then, like I told you guys, and um, the first episode when I returned, it was, I was hella nervous and now I'm like, why was I so nervous? Like you all have been clocking in, checking in with us, um, been listening to the podcast, been telling your friends about it. I have met new listeners. Um, I feel like my personality is growing so much. I feel like I'm getting the the love that I put out in the world returned back to me. And I honestly just appreciate it. So when I say you know, whatever you put out into the world, you get returned back. Put that positiveness in the world. And like I said, in the past, I wasn't a mean girl, but I know how to turn into a bitch. And I don't like to show that side because I just don't, I never wanted people to walk around and say, she's mean as fuck. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, like, I don't fuck with her. She rude. She did this. Like, I don't want that to be my claim to fame. Like, I want people to be like, she was cool. She's sweet. She's nice. That's genuine how she is. You got to get to, you know, once you meet her, you know, she's just quiet, but you'll like her. You'll fuck with her. That's the type of energy. Or like she's supportive because I am. And that ain't nothing I'm trying to be. That's just who I naturally am. And I don't have to try. I just am this way. So when you're being messy, it just gives, are you trying to be messy or are you just messy? And these are just some consequences to being mean and messy that comes with it. And it's unfortunate. And it does seem like you have to do a whole rebranding. And that's fine. But the the growth starts within you. You don't have to go on a campaign about nothing. Because if I can see your growth just by looking at you, perfect. 
if people can look at me and say, you've grown so much or listen to the podcast and say, damn, you've grown so much from when I first started listening to this shit. Like you have a confidence about yourself. Every episode gets better and better. You know, you're being so transparent on the show and you're just growing and glowing along with your um, supporters. And I appreciate that. So Again, thank you for rocking with me for the last two years, to many more years ahead, to being glowingly beautiful inside, outside. Um, thank you guys for glowing with me. We about to keep going up and going up and life is getting better and better. And we're all learning together. I don't have all the answers to everything, but I just have my opinions on stuff. And the fact that you all at least like to hear these opinions, whether you agree or disagree, or if you challenge or you want to ask me questions on some of my thoughts, I always appreciate that. Email me anytime at justletitglowpod at gmail.com where I'll answer any advice, questions, story times, or um, feedback about the show um, and any business inquiries you may have. I am also on Twitter at Just Let It Glow Pod um, and Just Let It Glow on Twitter. And on Instagram is JST Let It Glow and my Instagram is DeAndre Kiera. As always, have a glow-tastic week and thank you for listening. Bye!